Welcome to another episode of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the motherload. The show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters and the people who keep that world turning. These are players, these are streamers, the developers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our community bands together to worship her by fragging and giving one another into oblivion for all eternity in the arena. Alright, so today's guest is a, another cool motherfucker named Dots. He's yet another software developer. I think this whole fucking show is just going to turn into a software developer network or some shit like that. Doesn't matter. Uh, so he's Dots is also a community leader over in Open Arena Competitive. And he's a member of the Nine Inch Noobs clan, or NIN, kind of like Nine Inch Nails, that kind of deal. I don't know. It's cool. Uh, you know, we cover some really cool topics. We talk about just in general, like what open arena is like, uh, what it's like to be a competitive player, how he organizes his tournaments. They play intercontinental, like from Europe to America all the time. And they have some really cool in-house, uh, advancements that they've come up with themselves with their own community devs. And, and that's one of these that we're going to talk about pretty in depth is a thing called projectile D lag. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy it anyway. Uh, Hope you enjoy this conversation. Dots, introduce yourself, Hello. please. Hi, I'm Dots. I have, uh, work in software uh, web hosting. So, so I work on a lot of Linux. I know a lot of Quake people are familiar with Linux. <laughs> um, I live out here in uh, Metro Detroit, and I've been playing first-person shooters now for about nearly nine, ten years. And your main focus nowadays, I'm assuming, is uh, open arena. And my my yeah, my open arena has always been my main focus, though. Uh, it was the first one I've tried, and it's stuck with me ever since. I think it's particularly interesting that you guys have like this. As far as I can tell, people can ask for an update in open arena and get one pretty quickly. Like it, it's yeah, yeah. it's a yes and a no type of scenario. Uh, so with open arena, you have the base game that you download. Like Quake Three, same deal. Mm-hmm. But as far as if you, there's a lot of mods for Open Arena, and that are actively developed specifically for Open Arena. And if you ask the developers for it, there's a pretty good chance your feature or bug fixed or said mod because mm-hmm. mods are a big part of Open Arena gameplay. And I would say like 95 percent of the online servers run some form. While the base game is designed to be Quake 3 compatible, kind of, uh, is you know, as close to Quake 3 as possible with a more modern, the extra features that people want, you know, from like Quake Live or Quake Champions, etc., are the, the open rated developers decide those are meant for mods to handle. I think it it's really cool, especially the the way you guys do, like, set up the tournaments and everything. So you're playing mostly like CTF is what I'm seeing. Yes, CTF is the bread and butter of Open Arena. It's always been the most popular. Um, We do try the tournaments. uh, We do try to mix it up, but CTF, like it's been tradition to have yearly CTF tournaments with all the various clans. Uh, But we're trying to expand that a little bit to Clan Arena, Team Deathmatch, and Duel. It's it's getting there, but CTF is the bread and butter. That's crazy. It's been around since, what, 2005? Uh, It's been around since IO Quake 3 was released, so it's close to that time frame. Yeah, Uh, that's, I mean, when I played the game, I mean, it feels essentially exactly like Quake 3. I mean, I actually played Open Arena yesterday, and then I just like, oh, I'm curious, and I went back and played 
Quake Three because I, I mean I figured you know it is basically a copy, but or um, what's the word? A copycat, something like that. Anyway, but it, it's just exactly like Quake Three, but with support, and that's what I, I can't even believe that more people don't know about it and aren't trying it. It's basically I would call it a modern interpretation of Quake Three. There's a lot of quality of life features that make it better than Quake Three, like the uh, D lag hit scan for Quake Three retail version doesn't have that. IO Quake 3 slash Open Arena do. Uh, then there's the uh, automatic downloading feature. So people don't have to, you know, for custom maps, for example, people don't have to go search the internet for them. If the server is configured properly, it'll handle it all for you. As yeah. long as you have automatic downloading. In it. And it just sounds like a, a wet dream in, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. It makes, a lot of th- it makes having the mod uh, support much easier for the uh, end user. Yeah, and you can you can run the game on a potato essentially. Like I've seen oh, people absolutely. and Android, people. Raspberry Pi. Like <laughs> yes, yep. Uh, so who who are the main people like kind of de- developing the game? So that's um, the main developer for Open Arena is Lilo. Uh, you can find her in the Open Arena Discord or from Hell on the Open Arena forums. Uh, there's a guy called Sago 7 He does a lot of engine coding stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lilo is the art direction and uh, game code as well. There's another guy called Neon Knight. He does a lot of the uh, maps for OA. Um, those are the main three, though. There's a lot of uh, individual contributors, but the overall team, I would say, that's just based off what I observe. It seems like the team to me. And I, I haven't personally done a lot of uh, play, like playing in the actual game. So the maps, are, are they mostly original maps? or, or, or Yes quite, and no. Quite uh, there's... The, there's a lot of tribute maps for uh, Quake 1, 2, uh, and Deathmatch, or free-for-all, or team deathmatch. A lot of the CTF uh, elimination are more original. It's a mixed bag of both, mm-hmm. so you get the best of both worlds, really. That's, re- that's really awesome. I, I, I'm going to need you or someone to like sit down and just kind of like coach me through, because I've just got to get through the setup. I was I think I messaged you guys yesterday. It's like I'm struggling just to get it to... like. Render correctly in the window, and that's yeah. a, that's a user error on my part, I'm sure, because I don't know jack shit. It, it's scary how much time I spend on a computer and don't know how to use one. <laughs> I know <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. Um. So, w- what is your position within the the OAC or the Open Arena competitive? So the Open Arena, uh, we're to make it a, a little clear, uh, the, the multiplayer mm-hmm. community is a little separate from the main developers, right? Uh, so we are not really involved in, you know, the actual open arena development. We're mm-hmm. just a bunch of the OAC is open arena competitive. We're just a bunch of open arena players who've been playing for many years now. We enjoy more of the, you know, competitive, serious games. So our goal is to organize more of those. That, that's particularly of interest to me. Like I actually stopped following the main discord just cause like that doesn't really apply to me, but the competitive side of it is kind of like a model for what I want uh, Catholic's keep to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you guys are doing an excellent job of networking. I mean, you've got people from all over the world. You've got, you know, a uh, European yes. side and North American side. I, I'm assuming you have, we've always had yeah. a very diverse, our community has always been small, but diverse and yeah. consistent. Consistent and is the key word. Small, relatively speaking to the kinds of discord servers you see for this sort of thing in 
uh, arena first person shooter games, it's not it's not that small. It's pretty, I would say yes. I would say compared to other open source um, first person shooters that are in the similar boat, that open arena is pop- most popular. Maybe you know, urban terror is more popular, but well, you're I mean, you're kicking the shit out of Warsaw. Or, or, That's what I've yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah, Warsaw is like. I don't know. I, I would really like to get in contact with some of those guys again. I, I talked to a few people who, who run a pretty solid. I mean, like the, the number of people or, you know, people in the discord mm-hmm. is, is impressive, but uh, it's basically just, I go in there, I post an event and they're just trolling me and sending rhino <laughs> gifts, taking shits on my face and stuff. I'm like, okay, uh, well, I see guess- a lot of us have tried the other games and Warsaw, Exonautic, all the other ones, but they always, always come back here. <laughs> uh, for those of us that started at least here. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that. with pe- There are people who are just loyal to a game yep. in general. It doesn't matter like what ha- if there's something better. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that don't play Diabotical just because it's it's not Quake or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. what I, I think people need to stay open, especially in your situation. It's just like it has everything you want. <laughs> it's, it's perfectly it, it, everything that a Quake 3... Quake Live guys ever wanted from a game is being yes. actively community uh, community supported by you guys or not. When I say you guys, I mean all of OAC yeah, and, I know. or Open yes. Arena. But yeah, so uh, do do you play? Uh, I'm assuming in in the competitive scene. Yes, yourself? I have been. Uh, I've been involved in the community really since 2010. Everyone knows who I am. It doesn't matter where you're from or continent, et cetera. Um, but yeah, competitively, I w- I've been involved with for many, many years now. Yeah, I tried. I've I, been involved in the same clan for nearly 10 years, for example. For instance, I, I reached out originally to Meow, and he's like, no, 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 you want to talk to Dots. So <laughs> Meow is actually an OA veteran, too. He's been yeah. around. He was around longer than me. Uh, so what clan is, is your clan? Um, so my clan is called Nin, N-I-N. It's nine-inch noobs. It has literally no meaning to it. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool. When I, when I saw that one, I was like, okay, so yeah, it's, but it's Quake. There's wait, a lot of... Nine we Nails, Trent Reznor. We're now is the... I would say based off the other old clans that no longer exist, we are the oldest active clan open arena. And there's others that have still been around, you know, five plus years. And then there's new ones that have been around for two, three years. And this so is, it comes and goes, but it's still consistent. It's essentially uh, like a CTF team or you have multiple? It's, it's I would say primarily it's CTF, but it, it's all on the clan. So like Meow's clan, for example, is a lot of clan arena based, but they still do CTF too. It all depends on the, what the clan people like. Yeah. Uh, so when you're, when you're organizing tournaments... Um, for say a CTF game, I would assume you. I think I actually saw a post earlier. Like you, you struggle just to get people's time frames to line up. If you're talking, you know, four teams, eight teams, or whatever, that's yes. you know times four, time, you know, and then time zones and jobs and everything. Like, what is the mm-hmm. the biggest uh, issue that you run into with that sort of? Is consistent. Like I said before, we have a small but consistent <laughs> player base, so that means it's hard to if some like five people can't make it, for example, mm-hmm. then there's a good chance an event might not happen. So the idea is just hard to get a consistent time frame that works for everyone because we try to balance the time frame so it works for Americans and Europeans. Um, but it 
I would say that's the biggest hurdle is just consistent signups. While so, we have a consistent player base, we just don't have the consistent signups. Do you ever? Um, I, I guess the, the first question is. When you set it up, is it like a, hey, we're doing it today, this time, that kind of thing? Or is it a series? Like, just like, you know, these two so teams can it get was together. So it's structured more of like a series, a mixture of both. We have a, um, a specific, I guess, formula we stay with where it's a main event one week, main mm-hmm. being CTF or Clan Arena. And then the second week, we try to do dual or team deathmatch. And then the third week, back to the main fourth week back to the other um that's just to give you know so nothing gets stale and boring kind of that makes perfect sense i don't know why i didn't think of that so we do we've done clan clan wars before um like our our keep against uh like quake crew or something like that and this is like mostly quake champions type stuff i know or whatever but yeah, and we we try to do it all in one day, and we're like, okay, we're gonna have duels, we're gonna have two v twos, we're gonna have a CTF. Yeah, it, it doesn't this. work in one day. <laughs> it can it can be a disaster. Our, the yes. last one we did print went pretty well, but it's you know it's it's especially just hard to get everybody to agree on one. Time. Yes, I think that model is a is it probably the way to go. It's a it's a growing challenge. We've had success, you know. I would say more obviously more success than failures, but there's been a few times where we just had to cancel events due to lack of signups, or mm-hmm. it's just the way it goes. Take it week by week. So, uh, what was your like the first game like this? Was it was OA your first delve yes, into this? I back in two thousand eight, late two thousand eight, I was looking for free first person shooters. And I stumbled upon uh, on Wikipedia. I stumbled upon Open Arena, and I have that page pulled from there, right here. (laughs) (laughs) And and I stuck with it from there. And I've tried, you know, Quake Live, Quake Three, but it it just doesn't appeal to me. And a big part of it is community. Yeah, everyone here is. I don't want to say non toxic, but (laughs) for the most part, everyone gets along, has fun. All, no, there's no big, not often bickering back and forth, but it's an overall enjoyable experience. That's good. I I think that's the most important thing with anything that you do, but especially in uh, in gaming, is that you have to have consistently people who are working towards the same interest. Yeah, it's it's terrible how how often, and we've already discussed that with Warsaw, but like how often these things just turn into a shit show, and, and I don't. I, I can't support that. But the yeah. experience is not necessarily... You could play a shitty game with your best friend, and it would be the best game you've ever played in your life. Yep. But if you play, you know, I don't know. What's the best game in the world right now? Apex? Who? I mean, <laughs> I don't. I personally don't really like Battle Royale games, but I mean, I'll, I'll give it the benefit yeah. of the doubt. It is a super beautiful, polished game. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It work, works great. I, did, you, or, did I see you playing it recently? Probably. Maybe uh, I'm not big into much new games. I'll check them out. But yeah. I just don't have the time as much. Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll let people, if someone says like, Hey, you know, I, I know you're mostly the NAFPS guy, but you should really give this a shot. I mean, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah. but, but just yes. generally speaking, the, the arena, the, the arena works for me, the battle Royale thing. I've seen some games like master arenas working on an, an arena, arena Royale, like arcade mode for their game. Which I think, I think could I be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be really interesting. If you want to read more, I have an article coming out with their uh, devs soon. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> plug. 
I think you really covered that whole topic. What what made you want to search for like what made you go online and say like I want to find a free open arena? You know, I had a I had a decent uh, spec at the time laptop, mm-hmm. um, and I had and all my friends they had Xboxes and Playstations and they were playing you know, Call of Duty and all that. I didn't have that, so I wanted a, a shooter. Not necessarily an arena shooter, but I just wanted a shooter that and did it and cost money because I didn't have money at the time. <laughs> and I still don't. And it just popped up on. I tried it out and just kept playing it. I actually played it for single player uh, for a few months uh, before I jumped into online play. So up until that I point, I, was, uh, <laughs> up I thought I was the best player in single player until I <laughs> jumped online. I had the exact same experience. <laughs> I uh, so when you first play Quake Champions, they won't let you go online until you've played matches with bots to level up a certain amount. And I had not played Quake. I mean, I'd played Quake three before that. I'd never played this new game, and uh, so I didn't realize it was just bots. And I was sitting there like murking motherfuckers, and I just I took screenshots and I was like, "Look at me, dude! It's my first time playing this game. I really must have got it. Like, I still got it from my Quake three days." And I sent it to all my friends, and then I realized that they're all bots. So. Yeah. <laughs> And then I get into the real game, and I'm like getting murdered. Oh, but yeah, like so you at that point you hadn't played Doom or nope, I never played, heard of it, or any of them. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I I didn't really understand. I I didn't know anything about PC games until yeah, I didn't have PC gaming either. I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, for the longest time. That's going to be a running theme on our show. I asked Violent Heart the same question. Like, hey, what was your first game? He's like, Duck Hunt. I'm like, oh. And then, so do you know Nintendo Power, uh, yeah. the magazine mm-hmm. that used to be? Uh, they had the weekly uh, things you could enter in the contests. Uh, so I would mail them the little things in each month since it didn't cost anything. And I actually won first prize in one of their magazines. And that's how I got my GameCube and uh, Game Boy Advance SP. Because otherwise, I would have never had it. That's the thing is that most people are too, like, they just assume you can't win things like that, especially like that and radio contests. Like, magazine contests, radio contests. No oh, one yeah. fucking enters them at all. So you have a huge chance of winning. I've I've seen yep. this one guy just get every concert ticket you can imagine. He, all he does <laughs> is call into radio shows all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, re- like, not reading, listening to an uh, interview with John Romero couple of days ago that my friend sent me and it was it was talking about essentially how they they started to make the engines for these games and I, I want to say he left the company before the id tech 3 came out I could be wrong here that's what I remember something yeah. like that too and he he did an excellent job though of kind of laying out what their process was for for developing those games and and how fast it would go for them because they were so super organized and taking that engine. I mean, they made up pretty much all of their stuff free now. And you guys are using the EdTech Ed tech engine on OA. Yes. Uh, it, I mean, it runs freaking wonderfully. And the, the only issue that I've kind of run into it, and again, this may be a user error on my part is it's a little jumpy um, when you're steering around. Or- That's what I hear too. I, I personally there have not experienced it, but I have heard the same thing from others. Mm-hmm. I maybe I just don't see it. Um, but there are uh, alter- like IO Quake Three is a client. Open Arena is a cl- you know the client for you download from the website. There are other uh, Open Arena clients that address that. Uh, they're third party, you know, user developed, but it's maybe something like Into. 
It's, you're not the first person I've heard mention that. Yeah, and and the way that that seems to work for them is so so they develop the engine to be super easy for another person to interpret and build off of. Uh, yes, it's it, kind of like a it's it's based off the IO Quake Three code base. It's not a it's just not a complete clone. Right, kind of. They do their own thing with it, but it's as far as you know, Quake Three goes. I would that if you want a free alternative version, it's as close as you're gonna get. I would say. Yeah, and I, I think I would think that that helps a lot though with the the turnaround time for you guys when you like, hey, can we get this added to the game? And I've seen the the game is steered more and more towards like a, almost like an anime thing, and less that's of a, the direction know. that they want to go with. Uh, so, Open Arena Three right. is technically going to be the next major update mm-hmm. uh it's going to be a big content reboot uh so like the play style and everything would be the same it's mostly maps models textures etc uh when like for example one of the biggest complaints people have with the current open arena is that it it's dark you can, can't see the models that well mm-hmm. so one of their goals in oa3 is to make it you know the models brighter stand out more easier to see yeah i I don't know. I ran into that a bit, but I just turned the brightness up and I didn't have a problem anymore. See, that's what the mods we have address because we have bright skins on certain models. And are your you have a US servers up and running, but are they password protected or can people just hop? No, in uh, we have US and America, uh, US and European. Uh, they are not password protected for the most part. Uh, only the only ones that are password protected are the ones for the actual events. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there are public in. ones as well. Okay, so like, can you? What are the general names on the servers for people? So um, can, you know, so, um, if you want to participate in, this is where the mods come into play because different servers have different mods, and I think that's the distinction to make here. So, if you connect to any of the uh, Vimu servers, V I H M U, that's going to be running aftershock. If you connect to any of the Open Arena CTF League OAC CTL, that'll be running Aftershock. Uh, if you connect to any of the N servers, slash, capital N slash, uh, that'll be running a, a mod called Rat Mod. And if you connect to a, the servers called like uh, CTF for Stupids <laughs> that, <laughs> C- or I CTF be, for Geniuses, I should be that'll that be server. running a mod called Fail Mod. Okay. Um, the, the goals of the mod, the reason there's three separate mods is the goal that each developer has their own goal, for, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but the main one to talk about would be Aftershock because Aftershock is what is used for the uh, OAC events. So, well, what's special uh, about Aftershock? Like, what makes it different? So, after the big appeal of Aftershock is it's open source. Mm-hmm. Give the good example. Aftershock was originally in development in the early 2000s. Uh, it was meant to bring Quake Live features and everything to Open Arena. Um, but the developers originally lost interest and stopped playing, so the code just sat dormant for a while. And now it's been picked up by Meow, and he has some people you know who work on it with them free time, and it's been picked back up again. And so it's basically picked up where it left off. The big appeal, though, if people are looking for a pro competitive features... The mods are where you're going to find them. That's pretty much across the board, with the exception of like Quake Champions, because it's still being ran by Saber and Bethesda. But over time, most of these games end up being released. You know, like hey, you know, do yeah. whatever you want with it at some point. And 
That'll be interesting. So yeah. So as far as mod features, though, there are some unique features that I don't know if other games have. So for example, uh, all three mods have a form of projectile delay uh, enabled. So with us Americans, we usually play on European servers, uh, but and we usually have you know 100 plus pings. Right. But we can still use rockets and things like that because of the projectile delay. That's true. I never even thought that was an option. That's incredible. It's been something that's been around very recently, uh, past maybe two or three years. And it, it, some mods have it better than others, mm-hmm. but it's way better than not having it at all. I, uh, I watched, I want to say the most recent CTF tournament, just like the grand finals and stuff like that. And it seemed like the Europeans were absolutely destroying the U.S. with just rails, like like these crazy yeah. long wedge ra- rails. And the, the Quake Three, Quake Live, Open Arena, all essentially the same in the rails that you could just you could hit a rail fairly easily as long as yep. you could see your target. But if you're shooting at a ghost, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But so, how do you guys compete with that? Like as a team, as a competitive player, what what is your strategy for getting around this? It all games? depends on the map. See, Open yeah. Arena maps. Are, if you're playing open arena maps, they are more, tend to be more open and action heavy. Um, so, if, if even if we have high pings, we we will try to stick to the lightning guns and the rails. Uh, if we're on a European server, because mm-hmm. so, even though they're action heavy, they can't sneak around as easy uh, because they're more open based. So it's it's really just a matter of putting people in the right positions. Uh, even you know the less skilled players. They still listen to what we say, mm-hmm. and they succeed because we, you know, we set them up to succeed. That's the best way I think to get someone to like learn the game is to just drop them in a team of way better people than them and just like, for, yeah. force them to like, all right, you better fucking put your boots on and catch up. It's like a, it's like yeah. doing a, a group run or something like that when you're all like everybody has to run together. We're staying at the same yeah. pace. We'll run with the, you know, we're the slowest guy, but eventually that slowest guy has to catch up. And yes, they usually do. Yes, we've I I've known some people who've played casual deathmatch you know, for years, and then they've started playing CTF with us, and they've just improved tenfold. Yeah. Do you guys like recruit for the team, or is it sort of just like volunteer basis? Yes and no. Uh, it's all the on a per clan basis. Mm-hmm. I would say most part is you know when a new player comes along, they could either express interest and no problem. Otherwise. I would say a lot of people, you know, are kind of on the lookout, so to speak. And if they see someone, give them uh, invites and things like that to get to know them. And at this point, it's sort of an everybody knows everybody sort of community, anyway. So yes, um, at least for the competitive aspect of it, mm-hmm. uh, I would say at this point, everyone who plays at least has met everyone. We do have some new people who come along uh, in the past few months and they've stuck around. Uh, public. Because uh, I, I should mention public games too, because you can easily find public CTF going on uh, most of the time. Same with Instagib and Deathmatch, and I would say they have pretty consistent, you know, public player base too. Mm-hmm. And so everyone from that type of servers, they all know each other too. So it's small but consistent, and it, it, it's growing as well, just slowly. This is uh, this current period of Open Arena. It's the most active it's been since the early 2010s. It's ha- it's a bit of a revival. I think that's that's probably the best you could ask for, really. So yes, when when you do a when you do find a new player, right, and you want you maybe they're a prospect for the team, uh, do you train them like privately first? Is there like a 
a regimen for that, or do that you just kind of throw we observe them to see what they can do first? Right. Uh, once we know, okay, they may have a good aim, but their strafing's a little weak, or maybe it's the opposite. Once we have a good idea, we would give recommendations on what they sh- could do to improve, but ultimately it's up to them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes back to the knowing their strengths and weaknesses, because whenever I recruit new players, I make sure I know their strengths so I can put them on their where they'll succeed. I d- I'll give them the opportunity to do what they want, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to be. Uh, we make recommendations based off that as well. You got to be open to because sometimes I've seen it happen where you get a, a new player that's coming from a different game or something like that, and maybe they suck at the game you're talking about, but they will oftentimes yeah. have some kind of like they'll they'll be like, oh, I wonder if I can try this, and it'll be something that no one's ever even thought of doing in this game before. Uh, so in in Catholic Keep, we don't really do like a team based thing, but what we we'll often do is have what we call a dual pool and that will just be like one V ones where there's a shitload of people in the server and we just take turns and ruthlessly pick apart each other. <laughs> just, just every, every mistake that everyone makes like, Oh, shouldn't have done that. You motherfucker. Yeah. And, and hopefully and, and, and all in good fun. We're not trying to hurt each other's feelings, yeah. anything, but, and that generally like, it just, it makes people so much more aware of their flaws and it like, forces you to improve. I think, I think that's a really good system. Uh, Really, I would really. I need to sit in and just kind of watch you guys do your thing sometime. Be really fun. Oh yeah, and, uh, it's it's hitting the low point a little right now as far as clanic matches. Because we just had the CTF tournament that's going to be wrapping up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, we'll still you know still have the weekly events. Uh, but who knows? There may be a major tournament in the works in the coming month. And do you have? Is there is there any kind of coverage? Because all I've really seen for Open Arena is it's like yes clips. and no. Um, we did for the CTF tournament last year. Um, we did have them streamed. Find them on YouTube and uh, Twitch at the channels called uh, Open Arena Live. This year we don't. Uh, the person is just who did it last year is just not around as much to do it. And streaming the weekly OAC events, same idea. It's just no one around to really do it. I've actually set up a stream where I can do it, but I can't play if I do it. Yeah, I, that's, that's what we've kind of talked about over on our side is that we, we want to just have a dedicated team of like people who you know maybe don't want to play super competitive, but do enjoy watching and yeah. calling matches and stuff like that. Because I think that the, the biggest thing for getting a game like this into the public eye is like it needs to look yes. and feel as professional as possible when it's presented. And you, you don't see that at all. It, some of the biggest games right now is in our genre, say dusk, <laughs> even like they, they have really great tournaments, but there's no like real coverage. So, it, or if it is covered, it's just, it looks like shit and there's no yeah. one calling the action. You need someone to, uh, you know, kind of coax you into the game a bit, you know, <sighs> someone to talk you through it, explain what's going on and things like that. And, you don't need that. I don't need that. But yeah. someone, some people do. I personally really enjoy the the casting aspect of, of esports, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, cyber athletes. It, it sounds silly, <laughs> but yeah, I I just I think it's cool and it's 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 interesting to see how people respond to to that sort of thing because it, it's getting to a point now, especially in the bigger games like Counter Strike and things like that. It, it's almost football. Yep. And in Korea it's been football for a long time. <laughs> yes, with StarCraft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of touch on? Just to, or plug or just mm-hmm. say to a new player that might I would potentially... I actually because I think it, so let's touch back to Aftershock. 
the mm-hmm. mod. Is there's actually a few other important. So I don't know if you're familiar with the old Quake Three mod called Rocket Arena Three. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you so you know there was a bunch of custom maps made for specifically for it uh, that had the different arenas. Well, uh, re- very recently AfterShock has its own implementation set up where the Rocket Arena Three maps are playable again. So you know people who may have nostalgia for them at one point, it, it can be played on a modern engine game. And overall, the reception has been pretty positive because it's used primarily in Clan Arena, mm-hmm. and everyone who currently plays them enjoys it. Uh, so that gives us a big new, whole new map pool to work with. Because uh, I was told there's easily a hundred plus maps yeah, uh, so from just from that. You could just this is a huge failure of Bethesda right now. You can just absorb maps from yes. everything that came before you, and I don't know why and, that's not obvious. That's another big thing for open arena is even though we, you know, we have our open arena maps, all the Quake 3 maps is playable here too. And people like all the three wave map packs, for example, we, those are pretty played pretty regularly in CTF. It's really anything that's compatible with Quake 3 is a good chance it's going to work. Bethesda just dropped the fucking ball with, with CTF maps. And I, I don't understand, I don't understand why, because it's such a huge just they they could literally just open it up to the community and say like make whatever you want and within a week they'd have copies of like every amazing ctf map that everybody wants it's a it's so great that you guys are doing that that just that alone i think is going to get a lot of people to just click anyone that listens to this huh oh wow i can try that if anyone's looking for a quake alive you know type of same and type of feel uh, open arena plus mods are going to give you as close as you're going to get outside of official stuff. Yep, uh, I would say. So the the mouse sensitivity cap in the game is essentially exactly like Quake Three. So are you you guys playing on like 400 DPI so you can have a little more wiggle room? <laughs> so I I know you know those really long three plus feet mouse pads. Yeah. I know some people that have those. Um, it it varies. Uh, some people use four. I, there's some crazy people who use 1600. I use 800 DPI. Uh, it <laughs> it varies, uh, but you know people play with what they like, and it works for them. Yeah, I'm a. I know some people who use 150 FOV. <laughs> I'm a super low like sensitivity, like I, a hit scan weapon kind of guy, and and I'm yeah. good with rockets too. But I use a little bit of mouse excel for that and rails and things like that. But yeah, see, I used to defrag. Uh, yeah for a few years. So I have a little bit of sensitivity on the high side and it's very precise back and forth movements. So I don't like to change it because it's going to screw <laughs> everything up. I, uh, um, as a recommendation to anyone new to uh, arena shooters in general. So when we're talking about sensitivity for these older games, it, it, the cap is the lowest possible cap you can go is still not that low if you want to get really precise with aim. So a lot of players back then would play, you know, like they they would, the standard was 400 DPI and and now most modern games switch to eight. I highly recommend, like I have like a Zowie FK2 mouse where you can manually Uh, click on board to change it. I have a similar one. Yeah. So I play, I play uh, like Quake 3 or if I'm, uh, when I started trying to play open arena yesterday, I just manually clicked it down to 400 DPI and adjusted settings. Therefore, I, and and then I'm easily able to when I play a different game, click back up to 800 and get my movement back on track. But yeah, I would. But yeah, if we we've tried to give the the a multiplayer community here has tried to give more of the pro competitive features, 
Uh, for open arena, it's light, and that's what we do. Uh, we don't. While the base game is fun, the mods just enhance the experience tenfold. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be the biggest selling feature on this game. And I can't <laughs> describe the projectile delag enough. It's something you have to experience because it's just <laughs> it just makes it so much more enjoyable. How does it work? And so I, is it does it slow or speed down the the rocket based on your ping no, or something? No, it depends. So aftershock, uh, the mods modify, and aftershock in general modify these values a little bit. Uh, so the damage, for example, uh, rockets. I mean, not rockets. Rail do eighty. Uh, you know, LG does seven, and things like that. They're not because in open arena they do one hundred rail, eight LG, which is overpowered. Uh, so that's part of the mo- purpose of the mods is to make it more balanced. Uh, rocket speed is uh, in aftershock; it's one thousand US. Default open arena; it's nine hundred. It doesn't. The de- it's hard to describe the delag. It's like you can shoot without the delay being per se. So, like you, if you've played with one hundred plus ping before and you fired rockets, you notice there's a delay. Uh, the projectile delag will compensate that for a little bit. And aftershock, it only goes up to 150 milliseconds. So if your ping is below that, then you will notice when you fire a rocket, it's not full, you know, waiting for it to fire. There's a, it fires like if you, you would have a little bit of a lower ping, basically. Yeah. I'd say anything if, below like 70, you can work with. <laughs> <laughs> In open arena, that yeah. n- not us Americans. We it's pretty common for us to play on European servers, yeah. and we easily all, most of the time, have 120 plus. I know someone that plays with 170, and it's amazing. You're like, you're East Coast, so like general geographic area. Yeah, so anyone on the East Coast uh, in the, would ping around, if the closer you are to the East Coast, obviously, but if you generally ping 90 to 120, I would say. Yeah, if you're on the West Coast, it would be more of one seven. So the European players, like uh, a lot of Brits, or are there? It's very mixed. There's Germany, Britain, UK, France. You name it. I know, like typical, like Virginia to England ping is like ninety five. Like it's right in that. Yeah, that would be. Yep, that would be close to it. Yeah, because and and the Europeans on our end, it we we base most of our servers on the East Coast, so it's fair. New York, Buffalo. Atlanta kind of deal. Yeah, you got to get a Colorado server so us West Coast people can. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know some people that would love that. I I think that'd be great. I mean, at, at this point, right? So if you you were playing from California to the East Coast and then from East Coast to Europe, you have essentially the same. You know, Atlantic Ocean's not that big. You have essentially the same uh, delay yes. between the two. But yeah, I think that a lot of games should get more on that. Like, because it, it seems. It seems illogical to have like a, a, a server in the middle of the U.S. just because there's less people there. But as Denver grows from the marijuana distribution, yes, <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> I think that'll change. And also, just the fact that you can play with you know relatively good you know forty five fifty ping from California <laughs> to New York is a huge deal. All right, man. Okay. I uh, I think I've touched on everything that I really want to cover. So. If you don't, if you have anything last, oh, I would just famous re- last re- reiterate back to the fact that uh, if someone's looking for a Quake Live replacement per se, because uh, with all the changes going to Steam, you know, dropping Linux support, Mac support, and things like that, if someone's looking for it, the Quake Live feel, it's similar, not you know one hundred percent exact, but 
give it a shot. Give because there's a lot to offer here beyond the base game of Open Arena, and it's found in the mods. And I would say that's the key. Thanks, man. Just get to know the mods. I'm really glad we did this. I've been I've been thinking like for months about like how how can I talk like get, and get we're all pretty for the most yeah. part pretty friendly. Yeah, we'll if get you set up tour the mods, learn the CVARs. It's, it's all, if you're familiar with doing a Quake 3 config, it's literal same thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, tip to anyone who's like nervous about talking to people and stuff like that, especially online, because people can be assholes. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Open Arena people are 90% been really cool to me and maybe 99. So I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't say you're going to have too many problems in that regard, but just ask, like go online and Find the top dog. Usually the admin of the channel is going to be the nicest person because they're the one who's yeah. doing all the footwork and they, they're used to talking to people and networking and stuff like that. Don't be scared to reach out to people. I would, I would say is a good sign off for that. You guys are, you guys are doing good work over there and I'm, I'm really happy that anything that we can do if, and in the future, um, if you guys set up events and you want someone to broadcast or cast it and there's any way we can help out, let us know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's always a big help. Thanks, man. Take care. Alrighty. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to be involved in the community, go over to our Discord. It's linked at the bottom. If you want to check out articles written by uh, people in our community about more arena first-person shooter stuff, you can go to quakefans.net, and there's all kinds of content more happening all the time. You can thank Smango, a.k.a. Kentucky Nerd, for that. If you want to play in some tournaments, we got that going on. And as always, you can jump over to Slippin' Uncon for State of Quake tournaments. Play some of that Quake Champions fun stuff. Anyway, that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed everything, and I hope you have a good rest of your week. I will see you on the other side. Stay in the keep. Peace.